The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And hopefully many of you have been tuning in to our AI glossary series. We've been going over many of the terms for AI, machine learning, and big data. And if this is the first podcast you're listening to, maybe you did a search on the terms that we're talking about in this podcast, and you should know that we have lots of podcasts on this. And the series continues for a long time. So maybe you're listening to this only halfway through, or maybe you listen to our latest one, and you may know that there's a lot more uh, glossary entry podcast queued up. So you should subscribe if you're not uh, to the AI Today podcast. You should also know we do more than just uh, glossary entries. We talk a lot about applications of AI, use cases of AI. We interview folks who are AI practitioners and what they're truly doing with AI Today, which is why it's called AI Today. We even talk to some of our folks who have been certified in a methodology for doing AI right. Because Knowing what AI is and knowing how to do it right are completely different things. Let me tell you, there are plenty of people who definitely know AI. They are some of the most leading luminaries in this field. They know what AI is, but they still don't know how to do it right, and they are failing. So there are methodologies that bring from project management experience into AI, but we'll talk more about that uh, a little bit later. Exactly. So what we did at Cognolytica was we put together a very comprehensive AI glossary because we heard from listeners. We've also heard from uh, you know, folks that we work with who were confused about terms because sometimes some of the terminology out there can just get incredibly confusing uh, for no good reason, honestly. So we said, let's put together a glossary that uses you know plain words that people can actually understand. And since we spent all this time putting it together, we wanted to share it with our podcast listeners because we said, I think that you'll en you'll enjoy this and there's a lot to learn from this as well. So the podcast at a high level will go over terms related to AI, big data, machine learning, uh, you know, and at a high level define what they are. On some of our podcasts, we'll group a few terms together that make sense so that you can understand kind of how they fit in with each other and then into the broader, you know, uh, AI area, how it fits in. And then other podcasts will be just one term. So if you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to AI Today so you can get notified of all of our upcoming episodes. We have many in our AI glossary series, as well as some additional interviews and other topics that we'll be going over as well. So if you subscribe, you'll get notified when we publish new episodes. But on today's podcast, it's our AI glossary series. We want to continue with that. And we're going to be going over the terms Bayes theorem. Bayesian classifier and naive Bayes. So the idea that we're going to be focusing on here are these areas and ways for computers to help separate items into categories and classes. And if you haven't heard the podcast on classifiers and classification, you should learn, listen to that and learn more about those terms and be very familiar with them. But let's just start with a basic idea that has nothing to do with 
artificial intelligence or even classification. It's actually a probability idea. It's this idea called Bayes' theorem. And it's, again, one of those terms that if you're not familiar with, it may seem opaque and thick because it's got somebody's name in it. And that doesn't tell you anything about it when I tell you it's a name. You know, you could say it's the Schmelzer theory and nobody will know at all what you're talking about because there really isn't one. But the idea is if you want to think about how do I do probabilities and how do I, how would a probability of something change if I know something about the, the data? or the information. And at the high level, and I'll give a very specific example, but at the high level is that Bayesian probabilities are what's called conditional probabilities, in which the probability of something happening can change if you know that something else has happened, some other event has occurred. And Thomas Bayes was an English statistician from the 1700s. And there's a formula. But before I get into the formula, because once you understand the idea, the formula makes a lot of sense. The idea is that let's just say for the sake of example that I have two coins and I ask you just in general, I say, okay, if I'm flipping coins and just let's not assume that the coin will land on its edge, that's very, very, very improbabilistic. So let's not, it's not zero, but let's for the sake of argument, assume it's zero. You know, what are the odds that when I flip a coin, any one coin that it will land on heads? Well, one out of two chance, one half chance, right? And if I flip two coins, one after another. And I say, well, what are the odds that both of those flips will be, say, heads? Well, it's only a one out of four chance. If you think about it, like if I flip the coins twice, it could either land on heads and heads, heads and tails, tails and heads, or tails and tails. So only one of those four are heads and heads. The other two are something else, right? So you might think I have a 25% chance or a one in four chance of flipping two heads. Well, what if I told you that, uh, what are your chances of flipping two heads given that one of them is a head? So one of them, the first or the second one. Well, uh, what are the odds that I might have flipped two heads? Well, I can actually, that actually changes the odds because I know that I can remove the one instance in those two flips where I landed on two tails because you told me that one of them was head. So actually my, my probability improves to one out of three. Now, of course, you know that just mentally because you can think of all the all the options. But what if there are a lot more? Well, you can't think of all the options. So there's a formula. And the formula basically says that the probability of A given B, in this case, let's say the probability of two heads, given that I have one head, is the probability of A of B given A, which is the in this case, the probability that I flipped one head, given that I flipped two heads, which is 100%, because if you flip two heads, you know, you at least flipped one, multiplied by the probability that I would just get two heads, in which case, as I said, it was one out of four, divided by the probability that I would get at least one head. And as you know, there's three of the four flips, three of those flips have at least one head. The only one that doesn't are the one that has two tails. So if you do the math, you'll do it's one out of four divided by three out of four. And sure enough, that gives you one over three. So the math supports what I just said as an example. But at least now you know that the general idea of Bayesian theory is that you can have better, your probabilities will change given that you know something. It's a very basic idea, but actually has a very powerful application, especially as it relates to machine learning. Exactly. So we wanted to present that at a high level. Hopefully you'll have, you know, you have just a basic high level understanding of it. And using that theorem, we have 
what's called a Bayesian classifier. So a Bayesian classifier is a machine learning algorithmic approach that uses the statistical Bayes theorem that we just discussed for simple and effective classification. So Bayesian classifiers, and we went over what a classifier was, so we'll make sure to link to that podcast in the show notes and listen to it if you'd like greater detail on that. But a Bayesian classifier, they're considered a simple classification algorithm because they can quickly build machine learning models that can make fast predictions, but they don't rely or they don't require a lot of data or compute power, which is important because if you don't have a lot of data or a lot of computing power, you can use a Bayesian classifier and it's great. And we have a really fun example that we want to go over. Yeah. So let's just say, for example, that we want to predict whether or not a particular car has been stolen. This is actually an example that you could find online. So it's not our original idea, but you can go find it. And the way that you'd predict is, let's say, remember we talked about attributes, but more specifically, this a thing called dimensions. And if you haven't heard our podcast on dimensions, you should listen to it. But let's say we have a data on 10 cars and we have three dimensions. One of those dimensions is color. So we have, you know, a bunch of different colors that the car could be. Another dimension is the type of car, you know, whether it's a sports car or an SUV, let's say when we have two, I know this is a very simplistic model. We have two colors, red and yellow. We have two kinds of cars, sports and SUVs, and we have two uh, origin of the cars, whether they're domestic or imported. And I have my existing data. So because I want to build a model, you can't start with no data. You can't do any predictions if you have no past data. Let's just put it that way first. If you got no data, you can't do predictions. You might as well just throw a dart at the wall. But if you do have data, then you could say, okay, well, in the past, you know, we've had these 10 cars that we have, and I can tell you whether or not the car was stolen or not stolen, which is sort of the um, the other dimension, you know, that, that I have of my data. That, and that's the dimension I want to predict. So in this case, I know that some of my cars were stolen, some of my cars were not stolen. And I want to know, what are the odds that, the, that a car is stolen? And in this case, given that I know that the car was a domestic red sports car, well, Bayes' theorem tells us that what I can do is the probability that a red domestic sports car is stolen is simply the probability that a car is stolen in general right? Multiplied by the probability that a car uh, was stolen, red, was red given that it was stolen, a car that it was domestic given that it was stolen, and a car that uh, a probability was sports given that it was stolen. And if you do the math on that, you'll use the Bayes theorem, which we talked about or just, just, just before, and you'll come up with some number. In this particular case, we have a bunch of data. You, you can't see the data here in the podcast, but basically half of the cars were stolen. And if I remove all the not red cars and I look at the ones that were stolen out of the ones that were red, you'll see that three out of five were stolen there. If I look at all the domestic cars and I only look at the ones that were stolen, you'll see two out of five of them um, were domestic. And if I look at all the stolen cars and I look at just at the ones that were sports cars, you'll see that three out of five of those stolen cars were sports cars. So that gives me a number. And then I say, okay, well, let's take a look at the probability that a red domestic sports car was not stolen. And I do the same thing, but instead I only look at the not stolen cars, right? Do the same math. And what you'll see here in this particular case we'll explain is that the probability of a red domestic car being stolen is greater than the probability of a red domestic sports car not stolen. And that basically says, okay, let's classify this as probably stolen. Now, would I go tell the police to look at all red domestic sports cars and assume that they're stolen? Probably not. But <laughs> this gives us a quick uh, way of classifying certain things.
Exactly. And that's why we wanted to go over examples, because we want to help you visualize what these terms really mean and how, you know, they're put into practice. So the last term that we'll be going over in today's podcast is naive Bayesian classifiers. So naive Bayesian classifiers can be used for either multinomial naive Bayes classifier or the Gaussian naive Bayes classifier approach. And the latter of which can assumes that a Gaussian distribution, so think of a Gaussian distribution really as a bell curve um, of possibilities for a single term such as weight or height. So we had talked about, you know, you have just a single thing that you're looking at. Uh, naive Bayes is commonly used for things like predictive modeling, spam filters, or classifying documents. Yeah. And the reason why it's called naive is mainly because we don't assume there's a relationship between the terms. So it's like, uh, is there a relationship between a red car and it being a sports car? We'll assume there isn't. Is there a relationship between a sports car being a domestic car or an imported car? We'll assume there's no relationship. Because obviously, if there is a relationship, then having one thing might mean that there's a greater chance of having the other thing. And of course, that cl- that complicates a whole lot of stuff. But it turns out that uh, these classifiers are very popular. And um, yeah, your, your email spam filter is most likely not using some very complicated neural net or some decision tree. It's probably using a Bayesian classifier. And if you go online, you can actually even see people talk about that where it's a, it's a matter of things like counting words and the frequency of a word. And basically comes down to what are the odds that uh, an email uses the word money is spam. And it does the same idea. It's like, well, what is the words that the what are the odds that the word money is a not spam? And then what are the odds that it is spam? And it looks at all that sort of classification. And as as you keep classifying things as spam or not spam, then it keeps adjusting the counts and then your probabilities change, which is why over time spam filters just hopefully get better. Or you know, hopefully. <laughs> That's the plan. So you know, with this podcast now, you hopefully have a uh, better understanding if you hear Bayes theorem or Bayesian classifier or naive Bayes. If you hear these terms come up in a conversation, now you at least at a high level understand what they are. But it's one thing to understand them at a high level, and it's another thing to put this into practice. And that's really where CPMAI comes into play, the Cognitive Project Management for AI Methodology. We teach you how to do AI right. We're big advocates of doing AI right with, at Cognolytica and on the AI Today podcast. So if you've uh, you know listened to us for any length of time, hopefully you know that. And so we felt it was important to provide a free intro to CPMAI course to our AI Today podcast listeners so that you can learn what it's all about. So go to AIToday.live slash CPMAI and you can register for free for the intro to CPMAI course. If you're interested in getting the certification, then you can go to cognolytica.com slash CPMAI and sign up for the full course there that includes the certification. I know many of our podcast listeners are CPMAI certified. And so if you're not, we would love to add you to the quickly growing list of CPMAI certified individuals across the globe. I'll make sure to link to both of them in the show notes so that you can just click on the link and it'll take you right to either the free course or the registration for the CPMAI methodology and certification. And as I mentioned, we are in our glossary series. We have many terms in our AI glossary, and we'll be going over them in upcoming podcasts as well. We encourage you to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already done so, so that you can get notified of all of our upcoming podcasts. We have many more in our glossary series. We also have some great interviews that are coming up, as well as additional topics. So if 
Uh, you also would like to, while you're in there, make sure to rate us on Google, uh, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. We do love to hear from our listeners. So with that, thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you at the next episode. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group. And make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. Podcast.